0: Bald and blonde, welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast, the podcast to get tools for a powerful mind you can use immediately every day. Get tips, tricks, skills, and inspiration to create what you desire and achieve a content life wherever you are. And here are your hosts, Cassie Tate and Daisy Pub.
1: And hello, everybody, and welcome to Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution, the podcast that gives you tools for a powerful mind. I'm Kathy Tate, your host from down under. With me, as always, is Daisy Papp, your host from up there. How are you going, Daisy?
0: (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm doing fine. Yes, I'm on the other hemisphere, I'm on the northern hemisphere, and you're on the southern hemisphere. So we are in opposite climates, because when you go into summer or you go into spring, I'm going into fall and uh, towards winter. Yes, so I'm doing fine. It is quite getting fresh here where I'm at currently, and I can't wait to be in the sunny Florida home again because I'm getting really cold right now.
1: I feel you, Daisy. Well, Daisy, I think I've got a good episode topic for us today. We are nearing the end of season five, and I wanted to give people a conversation that would uplift and inspire them. So today we're going to talk about potential.
0: Oh, that's potentially a good topic. (laughs) (laughs) So again, I rarely ask you that, but this time I ask you, how long would you like this episode to be? Because I can wrap it up right now. Potential is worthless if you don't do a thing with it, period. (laughs) That's it.
1: (laughs) Okay, we're probably not going to do a two-minute episode, so we'll just dig into that a little bit. (laughs) Okay. So let's break it down. (laughs) Let's start with what potential means to you.
0: Well, potential to me means that there is a possibility or and capability An opportunity, a possibility, and only when it is treated well can it grow into something or can it grow into existence at all. That's how I would define potential.
1: Okay, that is a very interesting way of explaining potential and I like it. I would agree that potential means these words that you've used, possibility, capability, opportunity. And I would also agree that it needs action to actually come into existence. So I think that was a really great way of explaining what the word potential means. However, I also have a feeling that you're going to drop a bomb on it. So go on, drop a bomb on it, Daisy.
0: Well, as I said, potential is worthless when we don't do anything with it or we don't do a thing with it. Let's say I have a little garden house and in that garden house, I store lots of seeds and I could create fields of sunflowers and I could probably have many carrots and tomatoes and maybe even potatoes. And I have the nice soil for it and I have space enough. But I never put those seeds in the prepared soil. So where will be my fruit or where will be my food? So the potential is there. But when I don't take action, then there is no way that it goes into existence or grows into existence. Mm -hmm. Mm. Same here. I know of so many smart people. Some of them are genies. I consider them as genies in their field and they don't do a thing with it. They have great potential. And I go one step further, dear ladies out there, this message is for you. I'm not generalizing, but the majority of women oftentimes fall in love with the potential in a man and not with the man who is right here, right now. And they fall in love and they think he's so awesome because they see his potential, but he's not interested in doing anything with it. Because if he was interested, he already would have done something with his potential. And then they come together and then she starts nagging him. Why are you not living up to your potential that I see within you, you may not even be aware of? And the man, the male of the species is totally surprised and also shocked and absolutely in a space where he cannot understand. So first of all, she so fell in love with me and now she wants to change me. So this is a big challenge here for all genders because When he notices that it's possible that she fell in love with his potential, then it's up on him to stop that and point it out and say, look, I am this here right now. I'm okay with who I am right here right now. If you are not okay with who I am right here right now, then who has the problem? Question mark.
1: That's super interesting that you say that. And I know that it's probably quite accurate having done it myself. But why do you think we do that? Why do you think that women, I'm probably sure it's not limited to women, but let's just use women as the example in this episode. Why do you think women do that? Look for the potential and not go in knowing this is who they are right now and this is what it is. Why do we yearn for something that's not there? I would say that
0: the female of the species by nature is a creator. Out of nothingness, it's so tiny that it is nothingness, but it actually exists. She can grow life within herself. So there is a potential, but she does something with it. Also, what I think is that over the millennia and the evolution that women created and generated a lot, they made the food. They saw some fruit or they saw some berries and then they needed to be creative. Okay, what can I do with it to feed the family? So I think it is very deeply embedded and I think it is a great talent to have. Great, not to be used in all cases at any price. Now, let me give you a short example. Let's say Susie meets John and John is already the established fully living into his potential, and Susie falls in love with John, who he is right here, right now, not trying to mold him, to change him, to polish him, to adjust this, that, and the other. Do you believe they will have greater chances for a peaceful, lasting relationship? Then when, let's say, Susie meets Michael, and Susie sees in Michael huge potential, he could be Mr. Superstar. And Mr. Super Banker or Mr. Super Technician or Mr. Super whatever, but he's not interested. He just loves having his talent and his potential and he's greedy with it. He's not doing anything with it. Now imagine what a setup that is, that Susie sees him in 10 years when he will be the head of a company or he will be the head of the family and he will be the only bread maker in town, whatever her fantasy is, whatever her vision is. It will teach Michael that he's not good enough for her, which causes huge amounts of frustration for Michael and huge amounts of frustration in Susie because Susie wants him so badly to already be someone he cannot be. Now, let me go back to parents. So we include the genders. Many parents that I know and some of them that I'm working with, they want their children to be something A, B, C. Many academics want their children to also follow their footsteps. Some doctors and some attorneys want their children to follow their footsteps. But the children don't want that. Could they do that? Could they be that? Yes, but they don't want that. Meaning that oftentimes parents objectify their children and the children's subjective wants, needs, wishes, choices, talents, the feel goods, the really I burn for this field of technology, but not for yours, dad. Or I love animals, but I don't want to train them. I want to rescue them, for example. So it is, again, a call for all of us, no matter which generation, to reality check, reality base ourselves. What is right here, right now? Is it important to be able to visualize? Of course, because otherwise a young mother mm, who is in the pain of giving birth in that very moment, if she cannot envision that one time soon, this baby will be in her arm and she will be breastfeeding it and she will be cuddling it and she will be raising it and she will cover and shower it with love. She could probably not endure these birth pains that she's going through if she would not see the potential. So it is very good, but not one fits all. Potential is great. With the limited potential, let's maybe readjust our plans. Let's say I have a little shed full of seeds, but I don't have ground. I don't have soil. Let's reality base ourselves. Then let me be creative on how I can use these seeds in a different way so that I give it the ground to live up to its potential. With humans, that doesn't go that well because there is the free choice. They choose. Then, No, I don't want that. Thank you. You have a great manufacturing, but I don't want it. They have the right to say so.
1: I think that what you've spoken about is very insightful when it comes to how we operate as people. So when you say that the female is nature's creator. I can see where you're coming from. That makes a lot of sense to me. And I look at myself when we talk about these episodes and I think about the way I act. And I am always looking for potential. My mind is constantly on the alert for how to make it better. How could it be more efficient? How could this run smoother? how can we be more profitable? And perhaps that's my logical accounting mind. But I also feel now that you've spoken about this, that's also where a large chunk of my creativity is used. And I know that I also do that with people. I like to see their potential. And so that's super important in some instances. Perhaps say, I'm looking to employ a new bookkeeper and I test their skill level, but I would also test their attitude and their want to learn for gauging their potential. So it is very important in situations like that. When it comes to relationships, I can see now that you've said it, that I have done exactly that. I have always looked at the guys that I've fallen for with more than just the eyes of what they are. I've always included their potential and I've probably set myself up for disappointment in doing so. And Tim as well. Well, yeah, one, it isn't fair on the other person because I'm expecting something they have no idea about And even say you've had a conversation about potential, we've spoken about expectations in other episodes where if you're going to have them, you need to agree on them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and them not be one-sided because nobody can read minds. So I think that this podcast has turned an interesting corner when we speak about the female psyche this way, knowing that we have this natural tendency, but we shouldn't use it In every place that we operate. So we should perhaps, in one area of our life, go, yes potential super important, like I said, when it comes to bringing on a new employee. But then in other instances, we should not give so much weight to the potential, but rather try harder to exist in the right here, right now, and accept that this person before me is what they are, and whether they want to reach their potential is completely up to them, and it has nothing to do with me. And it should have nothing to do with the way I feel about them. Other than that, I'm going to support and encourage them to be their best version. I shouldn't be buying into their potential. It's none of my business, is it?
0: It can be your business, but I don't feel that you have the right to force it or enforce it or to even account for it. Hey, you have all this potential and you're not doing anything with it, Johnny. How? Why? I want to be fair. I know of a man I worked with a while ago. He fell in love with one of these beauty queens. The woman was really gorgeous and he fell in love with her. And she has much inner beauty. I got to know her. And after a while, he wanted to change her. She was no longer good enough for him. Now, can you imagine what happens here? I'm going to compare it because it may become more visual and acoustic when I bring up this example. Let's say you have a cat and you sit there and you tell it bark. Bark, cat, are you stupid? You cannot even bark. You can make all sorts of noises, but you cannot bark. Or the other way around, you have a dog and you want the dog to meow. Dog meow finally. I told you to meow. Stop barking. I want you to meow. So let's see the facts. Even if the dog could meow, it, the dog, will decide when it wants to meow and when not. Period. And why would we respect animals in this case scenario more than other humans? I believe it is absolutely high time, SOS, to now come to the conclusion and accept the fact that we can inspire and we can invite others to experience something new or to experience what's within them. We can encourage and invite them. I absolutely do not feel that anyone has the right to enforce it, to threaten, if you don't do that, then ABC. That is how we can be more humane again with one another. Let's go back to the basics. And now I see the potential that humanity can get there if and how we as one species will become more humane. mm? that's on each and every single one of us. And because we have the potential, but in case we wouldn't do anything with it or a thing with it, potential is worthless.
1: Yes, I feel like potential is like hope. <laughs> when we first spoke about hope, you dropped a bomb on me and changed my complete understanding. Of what it means as a word in our vocabulary, in our everyday life. And I feel like you've done the same thing with potential. So when I speak about potential, it always brings to mind what could be, what is the best version what could evolve from this? What could the outcome be in a way that is very unknowing? And I feel like hope's the same kind of word. And when we did speak about hope, and I'm bringing this up because it was such a mind-blowing episode for me. I want you to go listen to it, guys, if you haven't. We talked about hope not being the best expression because the other side of it was fear. And I think that with this word potential, I think the other side of it might be disappointment. What would you say to that? Or lack, maybe. I don't know. Or lack. What is the opposite of it? I think when we focus on the
0: potential, and I hear you that in every situation you think, okay, so what's in there? What's in there? What can we make out of it? In my many different languages of artistic expressions, I'm the same way. Nevertheless, when I live in my humane interactions and interactivity, the potential, I'm betraying everyone involved of the present moment because I'm not here right now, because I'm elsewhere. So I'm totally missing the joy of being here right now. I give you an example that might make it a little clearer. Let's say you have a child, it's two and a half years old, it doesn't play soccer yet so well, it doesn't know how to read and write yet, it's potty trained most likely, and it doesn't speak fluently. I'm not talking about several languages, but not even that one mother tongue. And instead of being there and enjoying that stage of development of the child, you already envision it being the attorney general here or there or being the vice president of this or the other company. You're missing out every single opportunity of joy, although it's there right in front of you and you're missing it. Therefore, you would be teaching the child that it's never good enough because you're not joyful in what it does and what it knows to do, how well it can talk, how well it can walk already as a two and a half year old, because you already want to see him in a, super suit or in a fantastic business costume, business dress, and you want to see them already there, that they will be the head of your company or the head of who knows what, and you're depriving them from gaining self-belief that what I'm capable of doing right here, right now is enough, also very much related to potential. The two and a half year old has lots of potential, but can we please come back to the current present moment? That's the only gift.
1: Kesera Sera.
0: Whatever will be, will be. Hmm?
1: Yes, I am a believer in que sera, sera, but I'm also a believer in manifesting. I think it's a double-edged sword, that one. I think it's like potential, really, when we say it's the what if, the maybe, the possibilities, but you have to take action. I think they go together. And I think that what will be will be, but you can also take action to change things if you don't like the way they're going.
0: Absolutely. But who is the one to say, take action?
1: Yes, yourself. Yes.
0: Look, I know one thing for sure. When I have the potential and that little fire is burning within me, I will do something with it. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: I'm unstoppable.
1: Yeah. And so are all our listeners what you said about the children though, because it is super common for us to put these expectations on our children and we're missing the joy of the moment, especially when they're little. And I think that I'll throw in comparisonitis. Into that little reminder as well. We did an episode on that and how damaging that can potentially be. And I guess I've probably got babies on the brain right now, Daisy. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to be a grandma. So it really makes me feel it when you speak about the kids, especially that young, and how we can put these unrealistic things on them when we just need to slow down and live right here, right now more often instead of having our head off in the future I think we spoke about that one episode. It was 40% of the time we're thinking about the future and not in the now.
0: The other 40% is that we're thinking about the past and we're only approximately 20% in the present. So we're missing life totally. Although there would be the potential to live it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And if you think about that, that's one minute in five minutes that we're actually in the present and the other four minutes we're either thinking about the past or we're thinking about the future. Feels like if you do that, you're missing your life.
0: Completely. I mean, not completely. Let Mm -hmm. me take that back. 80% of it.
1: (laughs) 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 But as you say, there is the potential to evolve and do better And this has turned out to be a very interesting conversation. Have you got any final words on this episode for our listeners, David?
0: I'm not sure if they're final. I'd like to add something, nevertheless, that let's go back to the two and a half year old. Me enjoying the present moment with the toddler and praising the child for what it is capable of right here, right now, inviting it and inspiring it to try something new that's realistic, not climb the Mount Everest or race with a horse or run a marathon at two and a half years old, but something that is just enough to maybe tickle it a little bit, but that it can achieve it now. That is very healthy. We praise it for what it's capable of doing right now, and we give it invitations. And if the child is not in the mood for that invitation, then it is up on us to make it more delightful and more tasteful, more delicious, more inviting that the child might be interested in it. The moment when we got them interested, they are automatically a learning machine. Now, fast forward. We still are learning machines, no matter the age.
1: Hmm? Absolutely.
0: I like to inspire others I like to ignite that passion within again. And that's only possible when humans have the feeling that I am good enough. I am enough the way I am right here, right now. And I may or may not expand and explore, but I will make that decision for myself. No matter what potential you might project on me or wishfully trying to manifest, as you would say, no. Go with what is. Look, when I go into my kitchen and I only have one carrot and one egg and salt, there are limits what I can do with that. I can be super creative. I can shred these little carrots and maybe slow cook them and then I can whip them. So it's almost starting to be like a whipped carrot cream, but it still remains carrot expanding before it's breaking. And I only know I'm the one who knows where the breaking point is. I don't feel yours, I don't feel my child's, I don't feel my husband's or my future husband's or my future wife's breaking point. I understand I went a little deeper than usual. It's an invitation for those who feel inspired to think about it. And for those who don't, I totally respect it. And we talk next episode.
1: Yes, I think they're wise words, Daisy. And I think that what I get out of this is that potential has its place. And we need to make sure that we live in the moment and that we don't put these expectations on other people because that's up to them. Their potential is their business. My potential is my business. And let's try hard to live more in the now instead of just 20% of the time. Let's try and live in the now 80% of the time. Let's put a challenge out there. What do you guys think What do you think of potential as a topic? What do you think about our conversation today? We love hearing from you. You can always email us at ask at baldandblonde.live or you can go over to the website. There's a Contact Us page. Please do get in touch and let us know or you can hit us up on social media. That's it from us today. We're going to have another amazing episode for you next week. We'll leave it there. We are bold and blonde.
0: Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening in to the Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. Please share our podcast with your family and friends. Together, we make this world a better place. For you, for us, for future generations. Visit us at baldandblonde.life to get freebies, give feedback, and even support us with as little as one dollar. Talk to you soon.